Creating business isn't about doing hashtag all the things. It's about doing the right thing at the right time to create systems for success. Welcome to the Master the Sales Game podcast. Each week, I'll be sharing specific strategies, tactics, and practical know-how from myself and other successful business owners, helping you grow and scale your business. I'm your host, Susan McVeigh, helping you master the sales game and sell with more ease without the sleaze. I'm excited to have you here. Thanks for spending time with me today. Now, let's get started. Welcome back. We're talking all about preparing for a productive and profitable seasonal sale. Now, before you turn away, because I know some of you are thinking, I actually don't have a seasonal business, Susan. So I don't think this is going to apply to me. I want you to take away the principles of what I'm going to show you as it applies to seasonal sales, seasonal opportunities, and think about how you can incorporate this to actually elevate and increase the opportunities for you to promote and sell in your business and to help more people. So with that being said, I want you to think about number one, does your business have seasonality? Now, I know that this is going to go a little bit broader and a little bit out of the context of what you would typically think of as seasonal sales. And I use that in air quotes because I think sometimes we think of seasonal types of businesses. So as an example, if I was thinking of like the barbecue business, right? Here where I live, uh, because I'm in the Pacific Northwest, barbecue is really more of a seasonal type of time of year for us. It is typically in the summertime because we get a lot of rain the rest of the year. And so if we're thinking about like patio furniture, barbecue stuff, all of that is very seasonal. So when we go into the grocery, well, not the grocery store, but the, the regular store, and we are looking for these types of items. So patio and umbrellas, the loungers, like the stuff that would go out on your deck, right? Including barbecues and barbecue sets. Now they do carry some of those things all year round, but the bigger items are only in the store for a certain period of the year. And they are generally in what's called the seasonal section. So as a result, it automatically gives gives you a clue that it's a seasonal type of product and it only comes out at certain times of the year. So every business that I know has seasonality to it, meaning that your business itself has some ups and downs depending on the nature of your promotions, the nature of your offers, the nature of your niche and the types of clients that you serve. So as an example, accountants and accounting, if you're a tax accountant, then you will have seasonality built into your, into your business as a result of tax time. That is an external force that is not influenced by you. You don't set the deadline. The government sets that deadline. But as a result, your business will spike at a certain time of the year. I know that for my accountant, they actually told me it would be preferable if I did not pick my fiscal year end to be the calendar year end, because guess what most people do? Most business owners just use the default, which is the end of the year. And as a result, they'll get a huge influx of inquiries, leads, work between January 
And let's say June, because really then we have the regular consumer that's coming in to do their personal taxes. And then we have business owners coming in to do their business taxes there like immediately thereafter. So look at your own business. Are there ebbs and flows to when you typically will get more clients in? Does it fit a seasonal pattern for whatever reason that you may or may not be driving on your own? So as an example, are you in the tourism industry and you are in an area where you get a lot of spring breakers, which means that come March, April, you may see a sudden flood of an increase of traffic and an increase of people. And as a result, your business might automatically go up really without you having to do a lot of extra promotion. Does that make sense? So I want you to take a look at your business and see, is there a seasonality to it? Is there a natural drop off because maybe you go on vacation and you're just simply not open for business? Do you have different areas in your business that are more conducive to having opportunities and more sales or more promotions happening? So let's start there. Okay. Look in your rear view mirror. And I want you to take a look at what's already happened in your business. Now, if you are brand new to business or you are still or maybe you're shifting, you're pivoting into a different direction, you will not have this data. However, I still recommend that if you have any information at all, it's better than nothing. And to go back and take a look at what you already have in place to evaluate that information for yourself. So you can see some patterns, some trends, some uh, awareness around what it is that might have happened in the past. So you can see, do I want to continue this to happen moving forward? And is this behavior driven by things that I decide, choices that I make, or is this externally placed on me from things that are happening regardless of whether or not I get involved whatsoever? From there, we're going to take a look at number one, your seasonal opportunities. Okay. So once you know what has happened for you before, now I want you to think, what are some seasonal opportunities for you? Is there a natural ebb and flow for when your topic of conversation, whatever is your area of expertise, is there a natural gravitation towards when it would make the most sense? So I'll give you an example. One of my clients, Lisa, Lisa Michaud, amazing woman. Um, I, her business is all about goal setting and productivity. Okay, so she is a success coach, she helps ambitious women. And in her business, she has noticed that there is definitely a seasonality to the topic of conversation that she talks about, which is goal setting, it's productivity. Now, her clients really, they have goals all year round, right? They, they come because they want her help and support. However, the market as a general whole, there seems to be natural entry points for her market and her marketing as a result in January, which makes sense, right? You're talking about uh, a new year, a new you, uh, New Year's resolutions, goal setting, all of these things that we want to start with uh, a fresh new year. The other place that seems to have some seasonality for her is uh, around the school year. So around August, September which again, makes some sense because if her audience has students or professionals or uh, mothers in there where maybe this kind of is like almost like a midway point, but not quite. And oftentimes we're used to as past students, <laughs> we're used to having some seasonality around the start of the new year for a school year. 
And so their, their team, there seems to be a natural gravitation toward that as another entry point. And so for her, she has some seasonality with her communication because there's some urgency that's already baked into the market around things that they're already thinking about. So the conversation that she has to start is much easier because people are already thinking about it. They're already being surrounded and bombarded by these messages that, hey, it's a new year, it's a new start, get going on your goals. And as a result, she doesn't have to start a conversation. The heavy lifting has already been done for her. So I want you to think for yourself, are there seasonal opportunities for you? Similarly, where there may be things in your marketplace that are going on where it could dovetail really nicely with your own promotional or marketing activities, especially related to seasonal things that you can gravitate towards and be able to ride the wave of the surf. Okay. You know, when we're surfing, you go out and you paddle and you try and catch the wave. You don't need to create the wave. And so with seasonal opportunities, you are literally just paddling out in the water to go and catch a wave, but you get to choose which wave you want to catch. And this is what I'm asking you to do right now. Number two, I want you to start planning. Now, I'm not going to go into a ton of detail around planning and quarterly planning or seasonal planning because really the, the mechanics are kind of the same. I want you to go back and listen to uh, episode 113. We will link it up in the show notes below for you as well, which is all about quarterly planning and how that can actually improve your results. And I want you to use some of that information with what you're going to learn in this episode. So don't go there now. Go there right after because you're going to need to kind of get your wheels turning here so that you understand what you're planning for, but you will need to go and listen to that episode. Okay. So, cause it'll give you more details. So right now, number one, you have looked at your own seasonal patterns, trends, whatever in your own business. Okay. So that's where we start. That's part of the homework, but then we're going to go into identifying your seasonal opportunities. Okay. So, and I'm actually going to list off a bunch here because as you're planning through, I want you to think, okay, what could actually fit for me? What does actually fit into my overall plan and how I want to navigate this and what's going to make the most sense for me to take advantage of. So as you're planning, I want you to think, where do I want to put some of these seasonal opportunities? Some of it is going to be externally focused. So as a result, I just give you an example with Lisa. Um, she plans for January and around a September, something needs to happen, right? For her, it's she's launching a program or an initiative. We tried something just recently where it was a little bit off season and it was in order to capitalize on something that felt more aligned to her. So I want you to think based off of the seasonality of what it is that you're trying to deliver, where do you need to plan this out? So if we go back to Lisa's example, right? So before January, we already know that something needs to happen around that timeline, because before that, people are really in holiday mode, right? So they're not really prepared to make um, commitments, although they have. So it really depends on what her audience is saying to her. So sometimes we plan well in advance, like we're talking about uh, around the Halloween season, right? Halloween, Black Friday or Thanksgiving, we start talking about some of the things and preparing for an upcoming launch. But around the January time is when people want to start. So depending on what it is that she's trying to launch, when she's trying to launch it and what exactly it needs to look like, we plan accordingly. And of course, 
uh, it all hinges on her and her ability to be able to provide that service and what she wants to do around her holiday season, because depending on how the launch is planned, she may or may not want to engage in certain types of activities in order to be able to manage her energy and her flow and her time. So you need to take a look at number one, what are those opportunities? What are the dates? And then let's start putting some plans in place. So I'm going to give you some dates because I think it's important for us to understand that if you're dealing with a global market and for the majority of the world, a global market is going to really uh, need to pay attention to what's happening in the U.S. from uh, a matter of sales, seasonality, holidays, that kind of thing. So I'm here in Canada. I am a global business and a global brand, meaning that my clients are international. The vast majority of them are based in the U.S., but I've had clients in Europe, uh, in uh, areas of Russia, in uh, Asia, in New Zealand and Australia, in the Caribbean, and literally all over the world. I'm grateful and blessed to have it. But again, I deal with the vast majority being in the U.S. And so most of us as global businesses, we will have seasonality that is influenced, heavily influenced by the U.S. If you are selling to a U.S.-based market, then you need to be aware of the patterns of seasonality and the seasonal holidays that correspond that you could take advantage of. So I quickly did a search, and these are the top holidays that in the U.S., have generated the most sales, okay? So I'm gonna give you a whole list. I want you to just write them down. And I also want you to think about how would this apply for your business, right? Because you don't have to pick all of them. In fact, I would encourage you to start with one, maybe two, three at the very most, unless you are well-established, you have automations in place, you have a team that you can leverage, or you have other resources that you can uh, utilize in order to help support you to maximize these different seasonal opportunities. Don't do all of them. That's going to be crazy pants, okay? So New Year's, which is January 1st, President's Day, which is the third Monday in February, Memorial Day, which is the last Monday in May, Independence Day, which is July 4th. Labor Day, which is the first Monday in September, Columbus Day, which is the first Monday in October, Black Friday, which is the fourth, the day after the fourth Thursday in November. So it's technically the day after U.S. Thanksgiving or Cyber Monday, which is the Monday immediately following Black Friday. So these what is that? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. These eight dates are the highest days for sales in the US. Okay. You can see here that they're fairly spread out throughout the year. So again, uh, pick one, two, maximum three that you want to trade and take advantage of that make the most sense for your business. And then I want you to put together a plan because once you've picked the date, you're going to put a plan in place in order to help you to get prepared. Now, ideally for any kind of profitable promotion plan, what you want to do is ensure that you have a minimum of two weeks to promote, okay? Two weeks, longer if you need it. Uh, if you are well-established, you can go shorter. But what I want you to think about is if you give yourself a two-week window in and around that holiday, you will 
generally bypass the noise because most people are trying to capitalize. And you may have seen this already where around the holiday season, depending on how many email lists that you're on, or even if you're just getting regular old snail mail, how many flyers that you're getting in your mailbox, it is a lot, right? Because businesses around the world are maximizing the opportunity to take advantage of seasonality and to think about, hey, there's a season going on, there's a a holiday going on, I'm going to take advantage of promoting my business, even if I'm not necessarily having a sale. So how do you take advantage of a seasonal sale without actually putting something on sale, like discounting? Because I don't necessarily think that that is the way to go. You can absolutely do that if it feels aligned to you, but you don't have to do that if you don't want to. So you can create special bundles where you could actually take products and services that have been archived or in a vault or not available for individual purchase in the past, and you can actually make them available for sale. You can create special bundles where you actually put different products or services together in a unique way. You can um, reposition or repackage existing products so that they are more holiday friendly. Okay. So do you need to create a new product? You could, but you don't have to. Okay. And so I want you to think, what is it that you already have? What is it that you can repurpose? What is it that you can repackage? And what is it that you can reposition? And then, and only then, could you then think about creating? Now, immediately, as I was coming through all of these holidays, you may have immediately thought, oh my gosh, Susan, I have a brilliant idea for something that I want to be able to promote for this upcoming Black Friday. Okay, great. Go for it. Because right now, you may have enough time to still be able to put that in place. But again, creating a new product takes a lot of time and effort and energy. And it is the last thing that I want you to do, especially if you're putting together a promotional campaign and taking advantage of a seasonal sale for the first time ever in your business, right? So at the time of this recording, when you are listening to this right now, you roughly have mm, maybe eight weeks, okay? You have about eight weeks before Black Friday. You have even longer if you want to wait until Christmas, okay? I'm actually surprised that Christmas wasn't on there, but I think a lot of people might buy on Black Friday and Cyber Monday in preparation for Christmas. Um, In any event, I like end of the year holiday sales as well. So either way, if you're preparing right now for an end of the year seasonal sale, whether that's a Black Friday, a Small Business Saturday, a Cyber Monday, or a Christmas sale, or for those of us that are in Canada, and I think parts of the Commonwealth, you know, Boxing Day or New Year's, then you have lots of time to not only promote and create those promotional materials and plan for that, but also create a new product if you absolutely need to have to. However, my desire for you is that you have enough in your arsenal that you actually don't need to create anything new, that you already have what you need, And now you're getting the wheels turning around how can I leverage this upcoming holiday? How can I take advantage of a seasonal event? How can I ensure that I am marketing and promoting myself for something that people are already thinking or talking about? Because I don't need to start the conversation around the topic that I particularly um, communicate on. Again, you may need to be creative to think of ways 
to leverage a holiday sale when it doesn't naturally tie in as well as the example that I've given to you with Lisa, right? Goal setting and productivity and the seasonality, it matches a lot better for her business than maybe it does for yours. But what I want you to think about is almost every single business that wants to take advantage of this can still steer the ship so that you are able to maximize at least one of these holidays or seasonal events so that it is fruitful and beneficial for you, right? So that it is not only going to be profitable, but also productive, and it's not going to take a lot of time and effort. Now, obviously, it is going to take some work, it is going to take you putting a plan together, and it is going to take you really strategizing how you want to leverage this. But at the end of the day, you don't need to make it 10 billion things, you can make it one thing, one simple thing. Maybe it's a new bundle. Maybe it's things that you forgot that you had access to or that you had gotten clients great results in the past, but it was part of a bigger program. Could you just take that small piece and give that to people at a very reasonable amount, right? Still giving them the transformation. Maybe it allows people in your audience to finally learn how you work with them, how you could help them. And it gives them a small little bite, a little taste teaser for how it is that they would be able to get results if they were able to work with you at a higher or deeper capacity, right? So it doesn't have to be the whole enchilada. And it doesn't have to be this like gargantuan, like, and wait, there's more sort of bundled approach either. Sometimes less is more. And sometimes giving people exactly what they desire is exactly what you need to do. And you have to have faith and trust that that is good enough, that you don't have to give the super deep discounts. Listen, I have tested uh, everything from free to dirt cheap to pie in the sky, like 100K offer and everything in between. And even in corporate Back then, I was selling multi-million dollar portfolios and products and services. And I'm going to tell you that at the end of the day, there really is no difference. It really comes down to who you're talking to, what problem you solve for them, and what the end solution is that you are deeply aligned to selling and offering. And as long as there's a match between those, then it really doesn't matter what it is at the end of the day. It all comes down to you your alignment, and how you want to be serving your clients. Seasonal sales is just one opportunity. I think it's a great opportunity for you to take advantage of and leverage in your business because it can up the game. It can definitely uh, add some fuel to the fire, so to speak, especially if you are already making sales and you want to increase the sales without having to do a lot of extra work. Yes, you will need to create some assets. Yes, you will need to plan out a campaign. Yes, you will need to have some collateral material. But at the end of the day, remember, I said to you, I'd rather that you repurpose, repackage, reposition something that you already have in the market so that you can take advantage of this in a unique way. And then it becomes something that you can do every single year, every single year. That's the beauty of seasonal things. Will you need to tweak it? Sure, slightly. But will you need to recreate the whole wheel? No, never. And that's the beauty of it. Because although it's not going to be a set it and forget it, it's going to be pretty close. And who doesn't like seeing assets that you create being leveraged over and over and over and over again? That is the true way that you build wealth and 
investable assets in your business. You invest the time, you invest the effort, but it becomes an asset that now creates more money over and over again without you having to really do as much additional work down the road. So I hope that was helpful for you, right? Because I think if anything else, I want you to know that you don't have to wait until a holiday. You don't have to wait until a seasonal trend or pattern emerges, but you definitely can take advantage of them if you so choose. And being able to really stand out in a crowded marketplace, especially when there is some seasonality to your business, it does take some planning, it does take some preparation, and it does take some purpose in order to understand what is it that you're trying to profit from and how do you want to align your products and services so that it makes the most sense not only for you, but ultimately the people that you're here to serve. So don't wait until holidays to sell. Don't wait until a season to give value. Give value all the time. Sell all the time. Do it relentlessly. But at the same time, if you need an opportunity that's going to make it a little bit easier for you to feel like I'm catching the wave, I'm, you know, I'm paddling out to the water and I'm just going to catch the wave, then a seasonal event a holiday time is a great opportunity for you to just up the ante a little bit and make sure that you're taking advantage of something that your ideal clients may already be thinking of, may already be looking forward to, and be wondering if you might be able to help them during that phase of their life as well. So I hope this was helpful. If you need more help and direction around how to incorporate seasonality into your business and maximize the sales opportunities for you, come and join us inside of Sales Mastery Society, my inner circle, where I deep dive into your exact business and give you the recommendations, the structure, and the coaching support that you need in order to take off and make sure that you're catching every single wave in your business. You can join us at salesmasterysociety.com. Thanks so much. And we will talk to you again in the next episode. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. Be sure to let me know what you think by leaving a review so I know how best to serve you. If you're enjoying this show, don't forget to share and hit subscribe so you know when the next show is up. See you next time.